Welcome to the East Asia Hotspots podcast, where we invite you to join us for chats with experts and scholars from around the world to talk about contemporary issues in East Asia. I'm the lead facilitator, Richard Haddock, with the George Washington University. Support of this podcast comes from the U.S. Department of Education's Title VI grant for East Asian Studies at the George Washington University's Elliott School of International Affairs. Our partners at the Elliott School that help make this podcast happen are the Seeger Center for Asian Studies and the GW Institute for Korean Studies. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of the speakers alone and do not reflect the position of the NRC. Through these podcasts, we want to encourage dialogue about diverse perspectives in East Asian studies. Check out our website at nrc.elliot.gwu.edu for all our podcast episodes and info about East Asian studies at the George Washington University. Now, let's start the conversation. I'm really excited to introduce our guest for today, who is a visiting scholar at George Washington University. She's received her bachelor's in arts in English literature and Chinese literature from Yonsei University in 2003. She has worked as a speechwriter for the former president, Meng Bak Lee, at the executive office of the president of South Korea for about three years. She has also worked as deputy director for public relations, speech writing for the Minister of Press Release and Conferences at the Ministry of Gender Equality and Family for the past six years. Before she arrived to the USA, she has a strong interest in advancing social sensitivity among the public to contribute to the reduction of social conflicts and violence. Her research focus is on how to use media to promote gender equality in East Asia, especially in South Korea. Welcome to our podcast, Enjin Jun. Uh, I hope you're having a nice day and thank you so much for being here today. Uh, hello, this is Eun Jung Jung from South Korea. And nice to meet you and thank you for inviting me. Of course, thank you for your time as well. So uh, as you're ready to share some valuable insights on the gender issues in South Korea for our audience today, where does South Korea stand today with gender equality? Has it evolved from the past? Uh, as for that, there is a relatively objective that gender gap index we call it 3GI. It is the World Economic Forum's report which is released every year and South Korea ranks 115th out of 149 countries last year. East Asia's other countries like China and Japan were as well as South Korea. Scandinavian countries like Iceland, Norway, and Sweden had the smallest gender gap in the index. Among Asian countries, only the Philippines make it into the top 10. What rank can you guess the United States be placed on? Mm-hmm. Based on for gender equality, you mean? Yeah, yeah. In, um, in the index, GGI. Mm-hmm. I would say top 10. Oh, no. Yeah, 10. the United States ranks on 51st. Oh, interesting. And Korea scored really especially in economic participation and opportunity. And the other categories are educational attainment, health and survival, and political empowerment. However, GGI doesn't 
may completely the situation of South Korea due to the various methods of calculating and measuring. Uh, in addition, uh, Korean society has tried to enhance gender equality with a lot of efforts for last 20 years. For example, male-oriented family registry system was completely abolished about 10 years ago, and recently abortion ban was also abolished in Korea. Wow. Anyway, it is undeniable that gender equality in South Korea still needs to be improved a lot. Absolutely. Coming from uh, an Asian country, I totally understand this issue. It's prevailing in a lot of countries, so definitely understand it. And great, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Uh, so in your opinion, what are a few common misconceptions in the U.S. regarding the South Koreans' gender issues? I think one conception about Korea's gender issue in U.S. is that uh, Confucianism is deeply rooted until and until power, uh, still powerful in Korean society. Uh, that is somewhat true, but somewhat untrue. Uh, under patriarchy of Confucius culture, South Koreans have assumed different roles for each gender. Women are expected to raise the children and take care of the household, while the men want to be the main financial supporter of the family. Therefore, there are still a lot of women to choose to stay home after marriage or giving a birth. Many women still tend to be dependent on her husband and family. In addition, families are female are judged more by their physical appearance rather than their capabilities. In this aspect, we can say the stereotype of Korean women is not misconception. However, the situation has changed very rapidly. Most Korean young women have undergone change in their mentality and life. Girls refused their, their society's expectations and traditional ideologies. It is one of the main reasons why marriage and birth rate in Korea is decreasing down. The gap between traditional patriarchal culture and women's revolutionary awareness is so huge is that is making controversial issues continually. For example, Me Too movement against sexual harassment and sexual assault has struck Korean society in 2018, and thousands of young women rallied against the unequal system. That was shocking and amazing to the older generation. Absolutely, the uh, Me Too movement, especially, it, I think, revolutionized on all social media websites from all over the world. And thank you so much for uh, sharing that with us. Uh, so what are some key issues faced by women in South Korea today? Uh, for example, I have read uh, previously about employment, pay gap, social status. Uh, what are some uh, key misconceptions? Uh, yes, inequality in economy is the most urgent and important issue to deal with in South Korea. But today again, it is employment rates and wage gap between men and women. Uh, in OECD statistics, female employment rate in 2018 is around 56.1% in South Korea. On the other hand, the male employment rate is 75.9%. Women is below the average for all OECD countries, but men is slightly higher than the OECD average. 
the average monthly salary for women also was 64.1% of that paid to men. The poor and part-time employment rate and uh, in the career segregation is making this gap between men and women. When women in the workforce have children, they often face social pressure to leave their jobs. Or if they do return to work, they face a future with lower pay. Many are often forced to take irregular, uh, irregular work rather than return to full-time positions. The other main issue is class ceiling. Korea's lack in the category of female political activity lags behind. In particular, women's role is even more limited at the decision-making level. Only 2% of South Koreans forms corporate board of directors are female. Only one in 10 managerial positions in South Korea is held by women. In government, the circumstances are similar. Women only make up uh, 17% of the members of the National Assembly. This place South Korea sits from the bottom in the OECD. Wow. That's a huge disparity. I also recently read in an article that there's a 35% of pay gap between men and women in South Korea. I really hope it changes in the near mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. Why is gender equality important in the Korean society today? Gender equality is basically an issue about human rights. In addition, it has more practical reasoning within Korean society. South Korea has developed so fast for after 50 years after the Korean War. However, it is the time to read the way to a new paradigm that will bring Korea to a higher level economically. Many studies show that there are positive relationships between gender diversity in labor market and corporate performances. Gender diversity in the labor market will help the country or a company to enhance flexibility in adapting to changing society and demand, upgrade their policy-making process and uh, extend the applicable workforce. Uh, Christine Lagarde, the managing director of the International uh, Monetary Fund, said in a conference held in Seoul in 2017 uh, that the rise in the proportion of women in the workforce could boost GDP by 10% in South Korea. Moreover, South Korea's overall population is expected to begin declining as soon as 2028. South Korea's working age population has already begun to decline, with the total fertility rate falling below one for the first time in 2018. There seems little prospect for a shift to having more children in the near future. Mm-hmm. Bringing more women into the workplace will be one of the key solutions to prop up the economic growth and performance. Absolutely. Uh, I also read that, especially in the technology, artificial intelligence sector, mm-hmm. uh, women are not given as much importance as they have to be given. Uh, I think that would also significantly increase the GDP of South Korea's economy. Do you have any thoughts about that? Have you faced any in the technology sector? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's okay. What measures are being taken by the society, government to resolve these prevailing issues? Contemporary South Korea has made great strides in attempting to reduce gender inequality through 
legislation and policy making. First of all, government tried to support working women. Many career-driven women which are crossroads when they have a baby or they have to go back to work after maternity leave mm-hmm. to increase the women to continue working. The government is striving to create a women-friendly environment both at home and work. The Korean government has taken steps to extend paid paternal leave, maybe easier for both parents to take leave at the same time, and created an incentive for companies to allow both parents to work reduced hours. Mm-hmm. It has more taken steps to extend the after-school care after school care, uh, why uh, reducing the maximum hours worked in a week to 52 hours will help working mothers. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the government has sought to reduce the gender gap in government. It has been modest goals. Women accounting for 10% senior government positions and 20% of public company executive by 2022. On the other hand, as I mentioned ahead, there is a huge gap between a traditional culture and young generation's mentality about gender role. I think the media have the most important key to resolve this problem. The entertainment industry likes to exaggerate these different gender roles. Females and males typically convey certain characteristics and they are expected to behave in certain ways to be embedded as female or male. This mm-hmm. compels the men to bear more responsibilities or to conduct their behavior in certain ways. These stereotypes are projected to the public in South Korea. The media and entertainment industry have to change and take the responsibility. They have to go out from the stereotypes and promote that gender equality is beneficial for both men and women. Absolutely. I think just small things like giving extended parental pay leave when the mom gives birth so that both of them can equally contribute makes a huge difference. I think a lot of it has also got to do with uh, just spreading awareness and tweaking the policies. But yeah, thank you for sharing uh, all these really valuable points for us. So as an expert in this field, what resources would you suggest for K-12 teachers to use in their classroom on this topic particularly? Frankly, I watched the Netflix documentary titled Why Women Are Paid Rich, which explains in the gap across the world. I think it shows various kinds of statistics and statistics about gender gap and successful cases of narrowing the gap in some countries. I believe that this kind of documentary content to help students to understand the gender issue easily. And mm-hmm. I'd like to recommend the official website of IMF to mm-hmm. find information about gender and economy. On the website, one of the key issues is uh, gender. You can see many infographic video clips and reports about gender and economics. Mm-hmm. And if you want a contest to show feminism trend in Korea, I suggested a new video clip on YouTube, How Feminists in South Korea Paved the Way for Me Too, which was made by Quartz News. It might be helpful to understand Korean young women's powerful movements toward gender equality. 
ஒரு <laughs> Uh, now explain how this pattern was why uh, I think most of the K-pop girl groups that did it as a way their sexuality and have a similar appearance with the typical beauty I'm worried that they have an effect on teenagers uh, gender perspective they need to have more variety and diversity and unfortunately there were a big scandal related to uh, famous K-pop star. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even took a spy camera video taking women's naked body. Mm-hmm. The problem is that this is not an unusual, unusual thing for Korean men. Uh, this scandal shows uh, how Korean men look at women. I think the K-pop star related the scandal have to be punished strictly and this have to give a message to the old people uh, what they do is definitely a crime mm-hmm. interesting uh, I've seen this actually happening in a lot of uh, countries globally as well especially the spy cam when you are uh, changing clothes in uh, a shopping mall or you know just men taking advantage even in a hotel these days i think there are so many spy cameras that take advantage so do you think this is more to do with the women appearance and then being accepted in the society or men being more attracted to these women now any thoughts even share any thoughts about it these women are being objectified in the entertainment industry do you think women are liking it is is it an acceptance for them to being accepted in the industry um yeah the industry accepts what people want and what people to see, want to see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, from where i come from we have a very popular industry as well where uh, women are mostly objectified in the movies or even in in songs so uh, i think this issue is definitely concerned globally and uh, i hope it changes from this soon yeah i hope so thank you as we're coming to the end of the podcast do you have any final words or comments or suggestions for the audience listening to our podcast it is that that South Korea is not so developed concerning gender equality, but my country are uh, under dramatic change in elim- uh, to eliminate the gender discrimination. So I hope teachers have interest on gender issue and their development in South Korea. Absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your thoughtful responses. I'm sure uh, the audience will enjoy this episode. and it will definitely serve as a great resource for our K-12 teachers as well as students 
who are learning more about uh, gender issues in South Korea. Thank you so much for being there here with us today, Angie. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to our podcast episode. For more information about this episode and all our other episodes, be sure to check out our website at nrc.elliot.gwu.edu and subscribe to our email list to get the latest on upcoming episodes. If you have a recommendation on a topic or expert to interview for a future podcast episode, please send us your ideas via email to gweanrc at gwu.edu. Lastly, we'd like to thank our sponsors for all their support in making this podcast happen. But most importantly, we want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Until next time. Oh, 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 oh